So Hertz had the number one spot. Uh-huh. And so when Avis, you know, was uh trying to get their piece of the pie, they were trying to figure out how should we market. And their marketing strategy was being number two. Right. <laughs> so their slogan was, uh, we're number two, so we're going to work harder because we're trying to get to the number one spot. Right. <laughs> Mr. Highboom. Huh? Ah, Mr. Highboom. Yeah. Yeah. We understand that you're taking a trip with us tomorrow. Trip? Yeah, well, we want you to know that Avis is working right now. Avis? It's vacuuming your car, checking the oil, oil, brakes, even the air and the spare tire. Spare tire. One of the ways Avis tries harder is working at night, so you're ready harder? in the morning. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it's a uh, Chrysler Cordoba, and it's blue. See you in the morning. See you in the morning. This is the Literacy Kings Podcast. My name is Corey Paul, rapper, creative, and entrepreneur. Big boy, still thug, jug, hooker, crook. Tried to hide it from a nuke, so they put it in a book. And I'm Jamarcus Traham, a.k.a. Jay with the NBA, investor and teacher. Started at the bottom, now we black entrepreneurs. It look good on us too. It look good. And we can do it again, cause we did it all before, yeah. Slave ship the ownership. Yeah. Reading. What up, what up? This is the Medicine Kings Podcast, man. Appreciate y'all checking us out for another episode. We're still in our book, 10 Things You Need to Know Before You Quit Your Job. And today, it's going to be lesson number nine. So it's only one more episode left. Uh, If you're a first-time listener, welcome to the show, baby. Uh, Make sure you go back and check out that first episode because it's a lot of free game. Um, If you're a return listener, welcome home. You know, somebody, you've been rocking with us in this book. Welcome back. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Welcome back. You've been rocking with us. It's been a lot of heavy dope. You know what I'm saying? So we appreciate it greatly. Today, uh, don't fight for the bargain basement. Oh, man. Don't race to the bottom uh, uh, in chapter nine. And so we're going to bust down exactly what that means. We're going to talk about about marketing. Um, We're going to also talk about the concept of firing a customer. Not mm. not a not a client or, or employee, employee, but firing a customer, uh, knowing what you don't want, knowing what you want, and knowing what you want to attract. I think that that's man. <laughs> it sounds like oh that's cool, but it really will be your biggest headache, um, or your biggest uh, breath of fresh air, depending on the pool of customers you attract. Right. You know what I mean? Or viewers you attract. But anyway, we're going to get into it, man. We're going to get into it. Uh, so make sure you stay locked with us today. But before we do that, Jay with the NBA, how you feeling, baby? I would feel better if we had a fourth stimulus check. But, uh, you <laughs> I don't know, think they're going to do it, bro. It is I tax don't season, think you know. Do what a wonderful time of the <laughs> year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's get straight into it, man. Coming out of the uh, coming out of the, the uh, chapter nine. Yeah. So uh, finding customers, choosing customers. Um, so Robert starts off the chapter and he's talking about an irate customer uh story with him and rich dad yeah they was talking about uh they was walking and they 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 peeped the scene they peeped the customer going off right on a uh, on a dude at a hotel over a room that he had booked right this finesse play that was going on mm-hmm. <laughs> and robert didn't peep the finesse play but rich dad pe- peeped the finesse play because he knew he knew the finesser mm-hmm. <laughs> right mm-hmm. so uh they was at the hotel and uh, he said, I, we heard a man's voice shouting loudly, I will not pay you another dime. You have not kept your agreement. 
Right, looking up, I saw a family of five with a very upset father yelling at a local man in a Hawaiian print shirt. But all you have paid is the deposit, the local man protested. You still owe us the balance. I cannot let you check in until the balance is paid. Uh, you were to have paid the balance in full a month ago. You're lucky we even have the rooms for you. This is our peak season, right? So there's a, there's a guy at a hotel with his family. He only paid the deposit. And it's the day he check in, but per the hotel policy, he was supposed to have it paid in full a month ago mm. before before you, you know before they even the day you check in, mm. so it wouldn't be no issues. You get your key and boom, boom, boom. But he didn't. He only paid the deposit, mm-hmm. right? So he like, man, just come on, man, just give me the room key, man. I'm gonna pay you when I get up there, mm-hmm. right? That's how you know he ain't gonna pay you. Yeah. So he made a scene. And everybody's getting loud and out of fear of embarrassment because we was looking around. The dude was like, "All right, here's your room." He like he pointed him to the to their room, mm-hmm. and Rich Dad was like, "He ain't gonna get paid." Yeah, yeah. And Robert was like, "How you know?" He's like, "The dude, they did that to me." Yeah, the same a, people a while ago. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "All he gonna do, get to the room, put the bags down, he gonna write a check, and then gonna, as soon as they get the check, he gonna call it and cancel it." Yeah. So. That rich dad already knew the customer, <laughs> so he already knew what was gonna happen. I know the game. Uh, yeah, he already knew. So they go into this long thing in the book about like they detailing in the book uh, about this customer and you know well, what does that mean? Well, how did you know him? And um, you know what can you do about it? The whole process. But my, from my understanding, the the point that they're trying to get to early is. This particular customer stands for the bottom level customer, right? <laughs> That's what they're trying to say. They're trying to say this is a bottom level customer. They're trying to bring attention to the bottom level customer. And in the book, um, they Rich Dad talks about like 80% of customers being good customers, mm-hmm. you know, um, 15 or something like that. It's in between. It's in between. Mm-hmm. And it's only like 5% that's bad. actually bad like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, in my opinion, the numbers may not be exact, but that's about right. That's I, fair. I, yeah, I think that is fair. And my takeaway from that, that section was... Make sure your business is not attracting the bottom <laughs> basement bargain bad cheap customers because that's gonna be a headache. Yeah, I had a uh, a, a customer finesse story. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, my 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 office was in the Greater Third Ward area. Right, so, right, uh, right. We don't necessarily attract the best and brightest walk-ins. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? So, I had a walk-in. Uh, and she did her taxes and uh it was check day right so my employee bro gave her the wrong check Mm. see certain tax preparers if you have a a a third-party bank that you go through the bank can actually send you blank checks and once i get the tax return back electronically Mm. i can hit print and i can print you a check for the amount right Mm. So it was check day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know how check day in the hood mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. So um, I had everything printed out or whatever. And it had the people's name on it. Now the lady had the same last name. Uh, that's how they got mixed up. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. my um, employee knew. She just called her Miss Brown. Mm-hmm. So she gave Miss Brown the check because it was her last name Brown. But 
it was the other person who last name was Brown, mm. their chick, mm. which was more than hers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need that. Yeah. So yeah, she took that. it. It was about two grand more, bro. Mm. Bro. So when I get back, I'm going through the check, see who picked up, who didn't, who signed for it, whatever. Boom. I'm like, where's a such and such brown check? It's like, oh, they just picked it up. I was like, that wasn't her. Her check is right here. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Bro, I I got in the whip. I went in the hood. <laughs> I went on a, a, a hood high speed chase Listen. to get the check back. <laughs> I didn't beat her. She beat me to the check cash and play. I went to her. You better house. run for it. Run for it. Run. <laughs> I went to her house. Too late. Oh no. Catch me if you can. Yeah. The gingerbread man got the dude in the hood to bust the check open for her. Gave her two hundred gave him two hundred. Like yeah, woo, woo, woo. it's an income tax check. You get your cut, you get your yeah, cut, you get your man. cut. Bust this lady check open. So who had to who had to uh did you just have to come so, up with two? No, I had to call the bank. And uh, you know, I had to snitch. You know, I don't really, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had to snitch. I, I usually don't. I do usually this. wouldn't do this, but I had to uh, call the proper authorities. And, uh, <laughs> Desperate times. I had to call the proper authorities, man. And uh, I had to call my bank. And I was like, hey, <laughs> this is what happened, bro. <laughs> like, so what they did was they canceled out her they gave they canceled out her check they they reissued the they reissued my client who check it was oh, yeah. they, re, they first thing they did was cut they her, give her, check. her give her her money right and then they voided out her check her real check her real, that was yeah. 2000 list yeah. so boom so now she owed the difference uh, of the two, she owed the, the two, whatever the I difference see, between the two I checks was. I see. So we chased her down. By the time I called to her, she was like, "Ain't got all your information, bro. We got." I started all to your sell it to some scammers. I started to sell it to the scammers, man. But I didn't. I bro, tried to be honest with her and have some integrity. Love money, man. That be it, yeah. anything, bro. And we wasn't even in Cleveland, like both <laughs> of us say, love man. Money, bro. But yeah, man. So yeah, by the time funny. I chased her down, she had ran off on the plug. She yeah. told me, "Get it how you live." <laughs> yeah, no tell you. Ah, that money gone. She was like, "That's that money gone." I don't know what to tell you, tax <laughs> man. <laughs> I say, oh, oh yeah, you playing a game real, huh? You know how it's going. So the the what happened, long story short, they hit they hit her next year. Of course. So the yeah, bank, of course. A check was supposed to be you like you just got your money up front. That's yeah, how you bank's supposed to be like coming for you. A check's supposed to be like four thousand the next year. She yeah, only got like gonna garnish that. Two yeah. bands yeah. out the next one, yeah. And exactly. she, man, what happened to my check? I said, like, cut it out. Oh, Miss Brown, you don't out. know what happened, huh? <laughs> the Reaper came back and got you. That's what happened. So but yeah, customer finesse stories, man. It's always <laughs> so. What um, so what they get to in the book is saying you can fire a customer, right? That's what they sound like in the book. You Basically, can fire a customer. You should fire. You should customers. fire a customer. If you feel like this customer is so bad, you feel like the headache, you feel like, you know what I'm saying, they taking more than um, you know, than than they giving. Mm-hmm. And it's very, you know, they did another part in the book where it was important to, to distinguish. Um, Rich Dad was in essence, he was saying, I mean, Robert was saying, um, oh, so 
you you know I, basically like if they if they poor i don't have to work with them is that what you're saying he like no no i'm not saying that at all poor ain't got nothing to do with cheap it right. ain't got nothing to do say some with rich it. cheap people yeah you know what <laughs> I'm saying? It's like that ain't got nothing to do with it it's about you know um what the person is trying to do so i thought that was dope um because for me what i took from it and what they kind of lay out in the chapter is you know pick the type of customer that you want right mm -hmm. so like when you out there you know if you are marketing in a certain kind of way if you marketing where it's cheap fast in a hurry mm -hmm. you're gonna get people that want stuff cheap fast and in, in a, a hurry, hurry. so do you want a hundred uh people like that you know what I'm saying? In your comments and in your emails, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> right. right? Or do you want someone where you say, "Hey, um, this is quality," and if you uh, commit to it, I'll commit to it, and you'll be better by this product mm -hmm. if you take the time. Right. Or do you want that customer? That customer gonna be more patient. He's gonna have more longevity and a chance for growth. You may get more of the quick, fast, and a hurry customers mm -hmm. because it's more people like that. But ultimately, it's going to cost you more, in my opinion, and they're not going to grow with you. And they might just tear you down in the process. Yeah, from my experience with uh, customers like that, there's no loyalty there. So At all, no. It's no, just a quick no. transaction. Yeah. As opposed to if you go for a different kind of clientele, you might have them for 10 years. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um. Mm -hmm. So you you know that's an interesting point as a startup entrepreneurs can mm -hmm. can you afford to have a I don't do business with list yeah you know what I'm saying Rob was like uh, Rizzo was like yeah they made it on the the list of people that I don't do business with but a lot of times man we not we oh we don't feel like mm -hmm. we're in position to turn anybody away mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. we feel like a sale is a sale bro and mm -hmm. I need income. You know what I'm saying? And, and I feel you on everybody, that. Everybody, yeah. And when you, in the beginning, you know, like, you know, uh, we try to keep it family friendly. But in the beginning, uh, Pimp C, we use Pimp C words, you know, you know, you just got to eat boo-boo, man. Nah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pimp C got some boo-boo real quick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just, in the beginning, you can't necessarily do everything you want to do. So, mm -hmm. you like, man. This alarm bill is this. This light bill is that. This wool bill is that. That overhead. And overhead. <laughs> you may have to. It's not that you are injecting these customers into your clientele, mm -hmm. but when you're doing your pros and cons list and you're you are prioritizing what has to be done, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You may have to deal with some people you wouldn't <laughs> deal with ideally, but you know. As soon as I get my chip, soon as I get enough clients, you know what I'm saying? You gonna be the first, you and your kind gonna be the first to go. Well, I had a dude that ran that ran off on me. Uh, he ran off on me, but uh, I always get him back the next year. Yeah, you know yeah, of course. So, that people, you got the information. Yeah, so when they come back, I just find a, a way to uh, finesse them back because he ran right. off on me. Like he got his check, he ain't break, he ain't break down, he ain't give him a fee. So I just waited till he came crawling back in next year and charged him double. Right, you know right, 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 right. Exactly. So it just depends the nature of your business. Um, one thing, one nugget, one action step, I will say. You're an entrepreneur. You're you, you making transactions out here with people. Um, you run into a bad customer, right? Use that bad customer experience to look at your operations, to look at your That's standard good. operating procedures, Right. To see um, how can I change the standard operating procedures to where 
I don't leave room for that to happen anymore. Right, 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 right. That's you know good. what I'm saying? So like, there'll be a, a, a good action step for you. Learn from every customer, like analyze them. Yeah, you might not get that particular money from that customer. It might have went bad, but um, you either gonna save money by not getting finessed by nobody else. Or you're gonna make more money by you know have a better system for the next customer for your good customers. Right. So right. take those experiences and look at your uh, standard operating procedures to see how can I prevent something like this from happening in the yeah. future. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. So um, going on, we talk. He talks about advisors as well. Right. Um, not only you know when it comes to customers, you know you can also have have bad advisors. And so uh, Robert tells a story about. Um, him not having the right accountant him right. outgrowing his accountant mm-hmm. and it costing him money because his accountant was no, was no longer able to do the job uh for that level of business mm-hmm. and so robert blames himself you know what i'm saying because you have to know as well when um you have to let people of your team go or people that you've hired go as well mm-hmm. to continue perform perform the best you know perform the best for your company um, it's a book called The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. And um, the guy tells a story about basically he, him trying to start his company from the bottom. And um, long story short, one of a friend of a friend works as his accountant, you know, mm-hmm. to get it off the ground. And they get it out the mud. You know, I can't pay you this week type. You know what I'm saying? I can put some on it. I said, I'll pay <laughs> you on Friday. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the whole nine. You know, she stayed down with him. You know what I mean? And years go by, they end up, the company started popping. And now the company has outgrown her ability. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they go through the process of trying to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get her training and maybe we could do this and maybe we could do that. And, you know, but when it comes down to, bro, it's like she's not a fit for this position anymore. And she wasn't qualified to do other things of the way they write this in the book she wasn't qualified to do other things so it led to him having to let her go you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying and so he was saying like it was one of the hardest decisions he ever had he felt like a sucker because she was down with me she was shooting in the gym with me but now we've outgrown her mm-hmm. and she's either not capable or she doesn't want to grow in these other areas mm-hmm. to the level she would have to grow to to fit inside still be rocking, co- with still be rocking with our company mm-hmm. so i had to let her go you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and i was like man I know, like, for me and you too, how we built, that would be, that would be tough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That would yeah, be I'm a, big on loyalty. Exactly. That would be a tough call. I, I would t- I'll tell you one thing. You know you real when you are able to tell a potential customer that their needs are higher than what you're able to perform. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Instead of saying, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, we can do it. We can do it. Yeah. You know, you want it, I got it. If I ain't got it, I get it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get it while getting good. Because, yeah. uh, like, I had a client. Um, he was an, an actually an ex-NBA player. And when I first started working with him, it was cool. It was it was still simple. Um, but then he started making different investments. He started getting into trucking. He started doing real estate. He started. So I told him, I said... You're, you are to a point where you, uh, I need to refer you out. Now I referred him out, so it wouldn't seem like oh, I was just trying to do it. And I like he had, he had got 
past my level. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right, so right. I've had two clients where I've literally had to say, like, you're beyond my scope. Mm-hmm. And, and But that's a good thing. That just means, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And they didn't necessarily want to go find nobody else. Right. But I told them, like, I would be doing you a disservice if I tried to hog you here and tried to let you do it. And I need to tell you, you need for your best interest, you need to get someone who has a, a bigger scope. Know that everybody ain't going to do that. Yeah, though. come on, man. Know that most people not going to do yeah. that. They going to hold on yeah. until they can't hold on no more. Yeah. So definitely don't count. But have integrity in your business, man. Yeah. Like if you know that they want a certain thing, especially service-based, if you know they want a certain thing and you know that your level has not is not there yet, then refer them out. That would be the best thing you can do for them. Take your time and find someone who can. Because mm-hmm. if you refer them to them, then maybe you can study under that person too and then right. scale up right, yourself. Right, so, right. you know, keep it 100. Um, dope. Okay. Um, so, you want to move on to margins or? Yeah, because I think um, he said basically what you said. You have to treat your advisors like you would treat a customer or an employee. Right. If if basically if they not cutting it or if you move past them, you gotta lop them off. Like mm. it is what it is. It's not in a bad way. He's just do it as gracefully as possible. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, I do want to talk about people skills. For sure. Right. So Robert uh, Robert uh, was talking to Rich Dad, and Rich Dad told him that strong people skills will help you build big businesses. Mm. Right. And basically poor people skills, you'll have poor results and poor profit. Right. So as the leader, you should be constantly communicating. Like I was just telling before we start recording, I was just telling you like uh, communication skills. Can I communicate this to my team? Right. Uh, Can I communicate this to my contractors? Right. Can my team then communicate to our clients, Mm -hmm. right? Strong people skills. Can I manage them, right? Uh, Rich Dad was saying in the book, like business is is full of is a big ball full of friction, Mm -hmm. right? You got different personalities. You got this person, this salesperson is going to be completely different than the administrative person. The administrative mm-hmm. person don't like making sales at all. And the salesperson don't like doing paperwork at all. Mm-hmm. So they like, mm-hmm. you got to manage different personalities. So you as the leader, you have to have great communication skills, great people skills, bro. Mm-hmm. So um, that's another thing that people that's rocking with us, okay, and listening to us like talk about this entrepreneurship, we have to put that in your mind. Build your people skills. Yeah. And then another thing, like one thing with Rich Dad is like, I mean, one thing with Robert is he was talking about like he was in the book. He was really getting down on um, the friction in business. Yeah. He like, mm-hmm. man, you don't got to watch reality TV no more. <laughs> like, he'd be turned up. And but Rich Dad turned up on that boy. <laughs> and like, so, yeah, well, everything he's I ain't saying that he's saying is, is wrong. But also, um, I think an important note is like culture, the culture that you're building at your business. Mm-hmm. It seems by course, all accounts, very, course, big on culture, very, very big on culture. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, it seems by all, by all accounts that Robert is, you know, profit product. You know what I'm saying? Um, building the business, getting to the bag. You know what I mean? He even says to he even says in the book himself. 
he lean, he his knee jerk reaction when something's not going the way that he wants to is to be a tyrant. And so he has to work on <laughs> not being that way, right? right. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you building something and it's like you may get the best results with these 10 people but it may be a terrible culture you know what i'm saying it yeah. may, i mean that may be some dogs with sales and communication i mean all-star team you know what i'm saying but they stay fighting they stay fussing they stay you know what yeah, i'm in saying the book he says he says he said most businesses don't have to worry about their competitors because there's competitors inside the business internally inter- i said oh bro wait. right so it's like you gotta <laughs> remember that i was sharing with jay before we recorded i remember you know like with literacy kings like you know i guard it closely so if somebody hit us up and want to be a part or whatever or there's contract work intern whatever if i if if through the interview you don't seem like a culture culture fit or culture ad yeah I, we can't. I can't even much do it. You know yeah, what I'm Google, saying? We Google over here. Yeah, we can't. We can't <laughs> even much. I don't, you could be the coldest video at uh, this side of the Mississippi, Jack. Don't matter. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because you know, I feel like when you're building that, like you said, like you said when we was talking, it de- it's devaluable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It pull because your company is. It's a lot of different ways that that your evaluation can be done. Correct. Right. And so the pr- productivity from your um, employees or coworkers, human capital. Human cap- boom, boom. So you got somebody mm-hmm. in there sucking out negative energy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's a problem. Toxic employees. Yeah, that's that's a whole problem, Jack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, last thing I'll say about this, Rich Dad says. Um, uh, and here's another nugget. He says, "Hire slow." And fire fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? He said, uh, basically, you're going to screen carefully. That's why you want to high school. Because, like I said, you're bringing them into the system, right? Uh, you don't uh, don't allow too many chances. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And uh, sometimes, if you can't fire them, then move them to a better fit for them or isolate them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So, that's just like some nuggets of information. And you know one one thing that um I was looking up, who was who wrote, was this in Forbes? I remember it was an article, and it was it was talking about uh the value of women in companies. Hmm. They were saying that they did uh through research shown that companies that have women as uh have have a woman or women as a part of they the core executive team um have better company culture hit goals faster and reach their targets on pace more than uh companies that only have males on the executive team or decision making team oh, i definitely believe i that. believe it 100 yeah, percent easily yeah easily yeah. um <laughs> for my male listeners y'all gonna be mad but <laughs> I mean, look at y'all marriage. Look yeah. who's look who's who, see. <laughs> who is the CEO? Yeah, that's real. Tell me all the time. My wife, my manager, man. Yeah. Hey, man, you want me to go somewhere? You want yeah. me to do something, man? Hey, man, contact my manager, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She running it, bro. Yeah. Like, no cap. So, yeah. bro, yeah, my, man, <laughs> I, I didn't know what the Excel spreadsheet was. But I had, they made me do it in business class in high school. That's the last time I saw it until I got married. 
And then my wife was like, okay, boom, we finna get this budget. We finna get this financial planning. We finna... I said, you sound like Jay, man. No. Hey, I didn't marry Jay. Hey, man. Let's just get this money. Yeah, but it's, it's important, man. But um, Let's hit right. that margin, man. Let's, Let's talk it. about the margin. Yeah, kick it off. All right. This is important. This is very important. Margin is very important. So yeah. margin um, basically is the... Basically, the difference between your price mm. and how much it costs you to produce the product that you that you getting that price for. Yeah, right. Um, some people say it's profit, but actually, it's not all profit right. because um, keynote that I learned from Robert, he says um, the margin finances the rest of the bi triangle yeah Ooh, you turn it upside man, down boy you turn it upside down that cash that cash flow finances the rest of it yeah. yeah he says um for example let's say it costs you two dollars to manufacture your widget and you sell a widget for ten dollars in this case your gross margin mm-hmm. is eight dollars right mm-hmm. and he's saying it's gross margin because not all of it is your real margin the rest of that margin, the rest of that eight dollars is going. Some of it is going to go to cover the rest of the bi triangle. Okay, look, this was so. I, I always when I would hear margins, fifty percent, sixty percent, eighty percent margin, right? Like you sold it for two dollars. You know what I'm saying? You can charge ten for it. And you got an eighty percent. I'm like, bro, that's so wrong. Like this. That's wrong. That's evil. That's greedy. You know what I'm saying, right? Now, sometimes people are just greedy and evil. That's case. But, 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 elevated thinking, right? As as you continue to go into business, you realize the more margin that you can have on a product, the more it can fund the rest of the business. Mean meaning. The better legal that you can have, the better your systems can be, the better your communication can be, the more quality product that you can have. So, depending on your competition, based on your competition's um, margins, mm-hmm. you have to compete or your company will not exist because your margins won't allow you to build your biz- your business in a way that can compete. Mm-hmm. I never, I didn't mm-hmm. used to understand that. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, bro, you made it for you. It costs you five, man. It's gonna sell it for eight, man. Don't kill these people on it. But it's like, bro, my company won't survive if my margins ain't big enough. Yeah. Um, you know me, I'm big on cost accounting. And a lot of times we don't equivalent everything into the cost of something. Mm-hmm. We'll say, oh, it cost me two dollars to make. Right? Well, that's only the actual raw materials that went into the product that you're talking about. Right. 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 You right. didn't, you didn't, uh, uh, you didn't, um, account for everything. You didn't count for the lights that mm-hmm. was on in the building while you was making the stuff, mm-hmm. the water, the employee hours mm-hmm. that went into making it, bro. So how much is going to cost for you to protect it? And it's a lot of chance. Your chances are super high of you running a deficit simply because you didn't account for the rest of that stuff and you thought your margin was bigger than what it was. was. Yep, 100%. And then when you start discounting and say, I'm going to run a sale on it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, mm-hmm. Two for five, two for this, two. You paying them now. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you got a negative margin mm-hmm. now simply mm-hmm. because you didn't really have a true um, idea 
of what your real margin is. That was your gross margin mm-hmm. that he was saying. But we all know we don't run on gross. We run on net. Right, <laughs> right. Gross is how much came in. Net is how much you netted, how much you mm-hmm. can keep from what came in. Right. Yeah. So he says, uh, not only does gross margins fund the rest of the BI triangle, and if y'all don't know, what we're talking about is uh, the legal systems, communication, and cash flow. Right. Yeah. So you still worrying about the profit and how much you're making on the product. Mm-hmm. Right. But having that margin is great because now it gets to fund the other things in the triangle. Exactly. So you're not so product based. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But um, also, um, he says your product and your price determines your customer. Right, he says a Rolls Royce is a very expensive car. It attracts a certain type of customer. If Rolls Royce suddenly announces it's going to produce a low budget model, many of their rich customers probably will start looking at another brand of car. Facts, one hundred percent true. Yeah, and he, he even talks about like how if you want to, if you want to, if if a, of a if it's a luxury brand and they want to have a low end brand, I was gonna go into that. You okay? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Wait, let me not steal your thunder, my brother. Go on, carry on. Nah, it, um. So basically, um, he says one way to get around that. He's he said because as a company, you should focus on what what level of customer you want. Mm-hmm. Low end customer, mid range, which he don't recommend. Or high-end customers, mm-hmm. right? And he says, oftentimes people get in trouble for trying to uh, to attract everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I-, I want all the money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Get You're going to feel. Wrong. You, you bound to drizzle. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to feel. So he says what companies do, they have a high-end brand and they have a low-end brand. Right, right, right. And they, they make it seem like it's two different companies when really it's the same thing. And most people don't know. The first thing I thought about was cars, and he put the exact examples mm-hmm. that I thought mm-hmm. in here. And he's mm-hmm. like, um, Honda and mm-hmm. Acura. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, man, I want this Acura. I want this Acura. But then they were like, them same people might not want a Honda. Right, right. And it's the same thing. And it's the same thing. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Toyota, Lexus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's Ford and either Jaguar or Range Rover, one of them. They yeah. the same. Same, yeah. Yeah, so like literally they be having the same parts mm-hmm. too. Everything I'm like I, yeah. It's yep. the same thing. Yep. Um, I think Nissan and Infinity. Mm. Yeah, it like it's a whole most of them have a pair. Most auto makers have a pair. Yeah. A high end one and a low, low end, end one, one, bro. Yep. And they literally the same thing. Yeah. Cause it's a market for both of them. Yeah, bro. But if you got but if you're making uh you know a ten a eighteen thousand dollar Lexus, it's gonna affect the brand right. of Lexus. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you can't make no Lexus. Ain't riding Lexus no more. <laughs> right. They ain't, they ain't nobody gonna be rapping about that no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um yeah. Yeah, man, because he said he said inside of, of your pricing mm-hmm. should have your um, customers' wants, needs, and ego. Yeah, I yeah, said, ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're going after a high end um, price point, mm-hmm. then you just know you're going after the ego of the people who who are buying it on the high end scale. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. drop that. That's gonna do something to their ego. 
Right, 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 right. Because he said most people think that price and value are the same thing. I tell you all the time. They think that it since it's high priced, that there's a lot of value in it. And even when Robert and Kim and Sharon, they was deciding how much should we charge for this game? Right. Cash yeah, that was flow. Good. Right? That was good. And he was like, the people in the beta testing told me $39.99, $15.95. And if you sell it at Walmart, you might have to do it for $10. Mm-hmm. He, he's scratching his head. He like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Can't do it. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. But he realized that's because they're speaking to low-end customers. Mm-hmm. And they think that we should mass market this game as a game. Right, 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 right. He said... I had to regroup. I had to call the truth back to the table and say, hey, bro, this is not a game. This is an educational tool. Yeah, there we go. So I understand why the people in the beta testing mm. thinks that it's on, it should be only $39.99 because they're looking they, at they, a fun they game. They're a monopoly and yeah. sorry. And, they're thinking yeah. mm. like it's like that. Yeah, $10 on sale. Mm-hmm. You bought a little sorry game at mm-hmm. Walmart on the mm-hmm. game. Uh, yeah. Payday. Because they, <laughs> they're thinking about it like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, but actually, this is an educational tool. Mm-hmm. So we're going to price it at $200. Right. 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 And that uh Kim had some Kim was like, "Man, you sure you want to do that?" He said, "Yeah, because this is an educational course." Right, right. That's what you get. This is not it's a like game. A, it's a seminar in a box. It's a seminar in yeah. a box, bro. And it's important it's important to understand understand that because then it'll help you um it'll help you weed out and isolate some of the noise. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you're trying to get something to a group of people and you're trying to talk to 10,000 people, but only really two of them is interested, <laughs> go ahead, do, create everything to where you're talking to the people that's interested because right. the other ones ain't listening no how. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it may seem enticing because it's more people, but they ain't listening. So it don't matter. Right. And so know that target audience, man. Yeah. You gotta know them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was good what he was saying about the um uh, the cash flow game. And the cheaper, you know what I'm saying, cheaper is not always better, right? Like especially, you know, coming from where we come from, a lot of times you trying to see what's do with the cheapest. You That's know what how I mean? dealers get popped. Trying to get the cheaper trying price. Trying to get the cheaper price. You know what I mean? You trying to see what's the cheapest. How can I get it the cheapest? How can I get it the lowest? But as we said before, when you when people go shopping for the cheapest, it don't build any loyalty. It don't build any continued customers. Right. They always just sorting by lowest to highest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they gonna grab whatever that is. But the thing is, if you're if you're not being if your business can't be sustained by the price, then you're gonna fail. You you can't think that oh I just make it cheap and get a bunch of people. You know what I'm saying to buy it. Then I can up the price. Well. You did all that work and you ain't building no customer base because mm-hmm. them people that they looking for the twenty five dollar thing, not the fifty dollar thing. You know what I'm saying? So you, you can ask time. You can ask Netflix how that's going for them right now, man. Because yep. they, they steady doing their uh, price raise. The price raise is over yep. and over because their level of subs haven't went up, and yep. because Netflix is a publicly traded company, 
people make decisions on whether they're going to buy the stock based on the number of new subscribers to see if yep. it's growth because of that's that's their model mm -hmm. so when you don't hit those target numbers of new subscribers mm -hmm. not cons not existing ones mm -hmm. but new new subscribers to show growth for your stockholders right mm -hmm. now they like oh how else are we gonna bring in new revenue to keep this stock price high right then they say all right, bro, we got to raise the price again. Mm -hmm. Simply because the level, simply because how their model is structured. Right. But the problem is people get Netflix because it's cheap. Right. It's cheap content. Right. So it's only so many uh, price increases they going to allow. Right. Before they be I mean, you know what, bro? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just cancel it. Yeah. yeah let me go I'm going to go ahead and cancel it. Let me, man, text me your login, bro. Right. <laughs> yeah, right you right, see right, what I'm right, saying? Right. Yeah. It's good. It, that, because that's how it is that when you're dealing with price, bro. You're that's exactly dope. right. All right. Let's move to um, these peas, man. Mm -hmm. Let's get the pea popping. We're pushing peas like uh, Gunner, man. <laughs> we got the five peas. We're pushing peas. Yeah. But these are the uh, five peas of marketing. And Corey going to add another one. You know, he. He gonna update it, right? Yeah, I got some. I got. I got my own take. On, you know, Jay the is the brick piece. and Jay, Jay gonna give you the brick and mortar five mm. piece. Yeah. The Warren Buffett, Charles Munger, yeah. uh, five piece of, you know, building a business, a yeah, solid yeah, business, yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, you have price, right? You have place. You have position. You have product, and you have person, right? So your price, um, inside the price, you need to think about your customers' needs and your customers' wants and their ego, like Robert said. Um, and you can price it the low for the lowest to try to, you know, um, be on that end, the cheaper one. Or you can price it in the middle. But he said, I don't recommend middle because nobody remembers middle. All right. Dope. Dope part about that real quick. So... They always tell the story about um, the car. Not always, but I've heard the story a couple times about um, the car spots. Remember he said it in his chapter. Uh, was it Hertz had the number one? And Avis was two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Hertz had the number one spot. Mm -hmm. And so when Avis, you know, was uh, trying to get their piece of the pie, you know, um, they were trying to figure out how should we market, you mm -hmm. know? And their marketing strategy was being number two. Right. <laughs> so their slogan was, uh, we're number two, so we're going to work harder because we're trying to get to the number one spot. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Versus trying to knock Hertz off at that point in time. Not Hertz trash, but at that point in time, <laughs> it wasn't going to happen. Right. So they couldn't even. So, you know what I mean? So they had to come up with a dope marketing strategy for that. So I think that there was dope you know when it when it came to framing because mm -hmm. like you said don't try to well let's go for the middle part let's go it's like nah we ain't number one all right let's be the strongest number two because you need competition is a great thing yeah so when pricing uh you either low low like walmart man or you high high like target man you know what i'm saying and people like, gonna shop at both yeah but you don't know any department stores that's in the middle that's in the middle they not remember they not memorable like walmart and target yeah 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 so You're lukewarm well, the bible yeah. would say man come on man. <laughs> um yeah. so think about that when you're pricing you have to pick um i'm gonna put a lesson in patreon about the different marketing scales um uh, it's called a scale of marketing where you position your customer uh where you put where you position your company and the bottom part of the uh other thing is price and the up part is uh quality yeah right and it's basically a curve it's like a bell curve 
and you got to position where you want your um, business to be. Do you want to be low end, uh, low, uh, low priced, which ends up being low quality, but it's cheaper? Or do you want to be high end, more quality, right? So it's a uh, just look for that lesson in Patreon. Dope. The next P is place where your customers can find it, right? And places changed a lot because of e-commerce and internet and Amazon and all these delivering services. So um, eBay and the fact that you can find it online, Facebook Marketplace, anything you need, basically, you can get offline. So the definitely the place has definitely changed. Back in the day, is is it in department stores or is it? here is it there like you yeah. know what i'm saying people were, that was a big thing mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying back in the day mm-hmm. to get placement mm-hmm. in, a, in a place but now hey man you had it, to or if you weren't gonna be a door-to-door salesman yeah, you had to you had to it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna pump no other way mm-hmm. so uh place has definitely been upgraded today thanks to e-commerce position right um dude position is in what order does the customer think about your product? Mm, like right? the Hertz and Avis. Hertz example. and Avis, or when you think about uh, software, uh, um, soft drinks, do you think mm-hmm. about Coke, Coke first? Or Pepsi. Or Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Right? Nike or Reebok. Nike or Reebok. Like, mm-hmm. where in your mind, where in the customer's mind is your company? Mm-hmm. Like, what position are you in? Mm-hmm. Right? It's even a cultural thing, right? Uh, let me get a Sprite. Uh, we got Sierra Miss. Is that okay? You know what I'm saying? No, it's not okay. <laughs> you hear that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you uh, people don't patronize in certain businesses because they, oh, y'all got Pepsi products in here? No, mm-hmm. I ain't. I can't mm-hmm. even do it, man. <laughs> yeah. You know I know me. Uh, with that KO stock, I was like, mm-mm. It ain't yeah. got Coca-Cola. Uh, mm-mm. Can't yeah. even want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, product is next, all right? And you, product is product. Uh, what you making? Uh, how you make it, your packaging on it, mm-hmm. uh, things like that, design, uh, things that go into it, and person, uh, who's selling it, right? Um, so those are really, uh, or the person, not only who's selling it, but who is buying it as well. Yep. Know your customer, know your clients, right? Know their their desires, uh, and you uh, t- market towards them. Right, right, right. right. Rolls Royce know the type of person that they mm-hmm. want to buy the Rolls mm-hmm. Royce. Mm-hmm. So when they put that umbrella on the mm-hmm. thing, they slide it out mm-hmm. so you can stun on boys when you mm-hmm. get out of the car with the umbrella. They know, hey, you know, who I'm making it for our type of clientele. This is right. not for the regular folks. We need Ross to rap about this yeah, one in his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He ain't talking about Toyota music. Right. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He said Maybach music. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's funny. Hey, Kanye say, "What do you think I? What do you think I uh, rap for to push a rap for? for? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I mean, uh, I like Toyota though. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> but the last thing is, um, Sharon Letcher, Rich Dad's uh, accountant, said, if you have price, if you have place, if you have position, if you have product, if you have per- the person in mind, it should lead to profit. Right. So when the five P's align up, it should affect your profit. Your profit should go up." But that's the old school version. Let me let Corey tell y'all the new age of yeah. marketing. So that's that's solid, one hundred percent solid. Um, you know principles, right? When we talk about when we so when we talk about marketing, um, we're talking about 
how do we marry our product with the consumer? Mm. Like we we talk about marketing, we talking about um, how do we communicate our values, um, our quality, uh, our offer to the customer? How do we communicate that when we talk about marketing, right? Mm-hmm. So marketing is it is all these things and some, right? In in my opinion the way that today's marketing takes place, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's so many options. It's so many things to choose from. It seems like every industry is, is almost saturated. It's got so many yeah, things. Every industry, bro. So now you, your marketing is just not, I have a good price <laughs> and a quality product and I'm on Amazon so anybody can get. Now you have, what's your story? You know what I'm saying? How are you connecting to the customer? How how why does it matter to them? Now, now let's bring that into a practical sense when I think about what marketing is now today. So if you have your product and you have all of these things and you hitting all of these, you know, buttons, the thing is though, how do you appeal to the P person? Right? Mm-hmm. Like now that I have the facts, the person is a, you know, 25 to 40 year old black male, you know, um, uh, some college education makes about 50 to 60,000, right? Like I'll have that. Your demographics. I have my demographic mm-hmm. on the person, right? But how do I appeal to him, right? And so um, I could go, this could be a whole other episode for us, but I think the way to look at it is like this the facts of the the peas paint a picture and through marketing you have to see what the big picture is so example is if i say my audience uh is students right my audience is is um these high school students right and i give them uh, and i say i got an announcement and my announcement is going to be who, what, when, why, where, right? Mm-hmm. So to these students, I come in and I say, okay, um, on uh, Thursday, all of the faculty and staff are going to go, you know, on a trip out of town and get, you know, uh, educated and get uh, classes by some of the best and brightest in education, mm-hmm. right? That's the information I gave. Mm-hmm. I told you who. I told you where they was going. I told you what they was going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they going to New York. So I tell you, they're going to fly. Right. So I gave the students the information. Right. That'll be my who, why, when, what. But what is the big picture of that to my audience? What does that mean to them? Mm-hmm. What am I communicating to them? Ain't no school on Thursday. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what they going to be. Basically. Wait, wait, so everybody gone. Oh, ain't no school on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> that's my that is the big picture. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that's what we're trying to do in marketing. When we look at our customer, you know, and we got these facts, we're trying to say, but what about these facts that we know? How do we communicate something to them that's gonna turn them up? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when I think about literacy, can you not tying that into a real world view, right? Mm-hmm. And we're thinking about what the person who's listening to our listeners, what you're listening to, why you're listening to it, what you're trying to do. You're probably trying to learn about financial information, mm-hmm. trying to grow your financial education. You want freedom. You probably want control. You're probably tired of being, you know, fearful about if you're going to make it to the end of the, of the, of the month. Mm-hmm. You might have some ideas you're trying to develop. So what we got to say, what picture is that pain? What do we need to communicate, right? Mm-hmm. Empowerment. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that our marketing communicates empowerment, a community that we're coming alongside you, right? So whether we got a membership, whether it's a subscription to the podcast, or whatever we're uh, offering, that, merch, that, merch mm-hmm. that we're selling, right? It should point to the big picture. So with them kids, if I got all that who, what, when, why, and I'm trying to sell them something, right? Uh. It's a party, uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, the the movies popping, mm-hmm. whatever something that appeals to a celebration of an off day, you know. That's yeah, my. We gonna play Fortnite and Roblox. You see what I'm talking about? <laughs> like? chant. We gonna do a Thursday tournament. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Five dollars a head, win to take off. You know what I mean? Like that's the storytelling, creative side of marketing for me. You know, mm-hmm. but it you can't just. Paint in the air. You gotta have that Buffett Munger foundation right. of a quality product that has to have a you know um, a person specific that is talking to and everything else stepped out. Yeah, I think you're. Uh, I think what you're saying, especially like bringing a story into it. You know, you look at these products now, and that's how people do it. Like I remember um, when Brittany first, my wife started wearing Tums, mm. like. You yep. get these shoes for Ain't nothing special We could have made them We could have made them It looked like a piece Some people <laughs> folded up Some fabric And where you get these from She's like nah The dope thing is You know Since I bought these mm-hmm. um, Then someone Who less fortunate Get a pair too Buy a buy, pair Give away yeah. I was like what Yep Marketing and Yeah she's like Let me show you On the website Like mm-hmm. Yeah so it's like mm-hmm. Social entrepreneurs Right Yeah Things like that So that's where That real story mm-hmm. Coming in too When you got all These these, these social entrepreneurs Like popping up And they have uh, Their real mission Driven mm-hmm. first Yeah They got that base part Of the BI triangle That mission And then uh, I think of Like I told you before Like another P Is presentation Presentation Because that story man People really care Once they buy into that story You got them I do I definitely do You know what I'm saying When it comes to When it comes to um, Where I'm spending my money Why I'm spending my money How I'm spending my money I definitely care about The story And what's going on Mm -hmm. And the more the more money you get, the more you care, because the more of it's going out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So where a hundred dollars going is one thing, but where a thousand dollars is going, you're gonna lean in a little closer, you know what I'm saying, yeah. to see what's going on. And it has a lot more impact financially. Yeah, Robert was saying, um that's why um these big um corporations um uh, they're having problems with advertising mm-hmm. right and then you can get a smaller uh, uh entrepreneur to come and have better marketing yeah than these big corporations right um because these big corporations they coming up with uh marketing strategies and can- marketing campaigns and all this and all that but it's not really communicating the story right yeah they and, went and got that boy they biting they went and got that boy jamie fox they biting and, and mouse yeah the jamie fox show and wrote right. them a jingle you know yeah. what i'm saying and and coming can, up with it. bro you can see it so clearly you know what i'm saying you can yeah. see boys you know oh let's uh get like me you know what i'm saying <laughs> let's try to get like them right quick let's try to act like this so you know from the core you can set your principles you can set your principles you can set your value mm-hmm. you can set everything on how you're doing it to like we do this so one thing like with us right with literacy kings as you do see us roll out courses or classes or different things like that you're not going to see no uh 
thousand dollar class, no thousand no. dollar course. Buy this thousand dollar course and it'll change it. You're not going to see that from us no. because it doesn't align with our no. values. It's not empowerment. It's not empowerment, right? Now you're gonna get the value. You're just not gonna pay the price. Exactly. So mm-hmm. then that's so for us the the challenge is because now here's one thing that people that that's true and people don't like to talk about like yeah boys we want stuff free 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 or whatever but when stuff is free you m- most people don't appreciate it don't respect it not the way that they supposed to no or they should it. and that's not even just saying it's them it's just human nature right you know what I'm saying? It's human nature. The the when you didn't put in on it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you like I, I get to it when I get to it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like when you when you put a price to something, you do it justice because now the person has to take something that's valuable to them, they money, and invest it, which will in turn uh, stir up uh, interest in them, and then now you can possibly. Uh, have cash flow to create more things mm-hmm. right but it's within that there's going to be so, certain core principles so we got to make sure our stuff looks valuable mm-hmm. it is valuable and is marketed correctly even though it doesn't have a thousand dollar price tag right. you know what I'm saying um I mean that's pretty much it it, it was a um it was a, a dope chapter bro it, yeah uh, especially about um a, a lot of psychology behind things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A, a psychology behind pricing. Yeah. Uh, things like that. Uh, especially, like you said, when Robert, when they went through that thing, trying to figure out how much to price the board game. Mm-hmm. And I paid one, I paid 200, I paid 195 for the game. See? So yeah, it was right. And mm-hmm. he was like, and I now it's dope to know why I paid 195. Mm-hmm. Cause he, he was like, yeah, I had we had our graphic designer. He designed it. It looked like a board game, like a fun little game. Did you like a little cheap little fun game? But no, this is actually not a mass uh marketed board game for fun. Mm-hmm. This is actually an educational seminar. Yeah. In a, inside of a game, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. was like, oh, yeah, exactly, it's worth it. Then, like you, when you think about it like that, yeah, you see what I'm saying. And they strategically didn't make it readily available for everybody. Demand, yeah, they didn't put it. Oh, we're not gonna put it in the stores. We're gonna put it to where we're gonna tell you how to get it in the book. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, then yeah, if yeah. you read the book and you mm-hmm. want to get it, that letting us know. We're that's bringing the certain customer that we want to us. Strategy, strategy. strategy. You see what I'm strategy. saying? So I think yeah. that was dope, bro. I love it. All right, man. Well, next time we closing out. We closing out next time with chapter ten. It's gonna be the recap, and it's gonna be the um, it's gonna be the 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 ultimate question. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Before, are you ready to quit your job? When? No, when to quit? No, when to quit? Take this right. job and shove it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Make sure you locked in. Hey, man, if you're listening to this uh, right now, you rocking, and we appreciate it greatly. Please take time to rate, review. Um, if you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe. It's content in, uh, for our subscription, our subscribers um, that 
is not public yet also hit the show notes you can you can uh swipe up or tap on the cover and hit the show notes and check out patreon make sure you're logging into patreon a lot of super dope lessons from jay with the nba also got um our podcast course that we're gonna be dropping real soon Mm -hmm. um that patreon patrons that have early access to it's gonna be starting with group coaching and stuff like that so if you're interested in anything like that make sure you hit us up literacykings at Mm gmail.com or on ig at literacykings Appreciate all the love. Until the next time, we are the Literacy Kings. Love. Reading is fundamental.